This show is about spoilers and discussion. It's also about spooky things that are best enjoyed after you see the movie. So any movie we talk about, we recommend you go see. You've been warned. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. What an excellent day for an exorcism. Horror. There is no shortage of monsters to haunt our dreams. Horror. You got red on you. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Oh the Horror, a podcast where we take a look at classic and modern horror films from an expert and a newcomer's perspective. I'm the expert Rob Holmes. And I'm the newcomer Steve Allman. And today, we are taking a look at a film, as I laugh starting to say this, uh, that a lot of people really hate that's in theaters right now, and that movie <laughs> is Neil Marshall's Hellboy. Yes, the kind of long-awaited and... Uh, Highly anticipated, like follow up, because like of the beloved. Whoa, no, Hellboy no, no, friend. not even a follow up. <laughs> not a follow up, but like the the continuation of the fall fall uh, of the Hellboy name. We'll say cinematically, because uh, people had been clamoring for a uh, a sequel to to Hellboy three uh, from Guillermo del Toro, and that that famously never happened. Uh, but then you know a lot died down, and then we're getting this now. And that was the thing; it went back and forth for so long about. You know, Hellboy 3, it was in limbo, and then there were talks of it actually happening. Then all of a sudden that's scrapped. It's given to Neil Marshall, which I was like, that's awesome, as a gritty reboot that they wanted to do. I mean, this is a film that I think went way beyond its budget. Sure. Um, it, it tried very hard, did not have the budget to try and pull off some of the stuff it was trying to do. I think that this is a comic book movie for better and for worse, because it does remind me of a comic book. Uh, I will also say, first off, a lot of people hated Punisher Warzone when it came out. It got terrible reviews. I, I mean, really I actually, bad reviews. I actually, you know what, in a weird way, I have a lot to say on this, because I too have seen Punisher Warzone, and it, okay, I'm starting to to understand why what you might think about this movie, because this, I could attribute a little bit akin to Punisher Warzone. I would, I would say, while... That movie is by no means uh, the prestigious, like, glitzy, uh, like, Academy Award-winning caliber of, like, things that we would dis- expect from either a Marvel or even something from DC or a, or a standard comic book fair, like uh, an edgy Deadpool or something like that. It's something that was maybe even b- around before Marvel even was around, and that was just making it stupid, dumb fun with a bit of pulpy action. Oh, it was right it. around that time. That was the Marvel Knights brand. They really yeah. wanted, they were going to try and go that route with it. And that was the first and only film of that uh, branding. Now, the, the issue with Punisher Warzone is people were expecting something on the lines of, like, an elevated version of the Thomas Jane one. Something sure. better than that with more structure. What they ended up getting instead was the comic book. And... That's that's kind of what what it go what I think of when I see that film is it reminds me of the comic a lot, um, I, and I felt kind of the same way with this. Uh, I did feel like they they shoved a lot in there, but when Warzone came out, people hated it. But you look at it like ten years later, and there's a lot of people who like it. It's a cult classic now, and yeah. I feel that Hellboy has that same <clears throat> it has this that same Hellboy. ability this, right this now. Twenty nineteen Hellboy. 
Yeah, yeah, 2019, because everyone is looking at Guillermo del Toro's version, and he has a different vision than Mike Mignola had in his comics anyway. His vision's completely different on style and everything. It is, so, and we, <clears throat> while we enjoy, while most people, like, were very receptive to that version of Hellboy, it was because it was a very, like, high adventure, very accessible, yeah, and, glitzy and look, like, kind of the a first thing. one is, the first Hellboy is really well done. It, it's a solid film, great story, great characters, it's memorable, <clears throat> this this is different. This is going more for, hey, we threw three different uh, story arcs in here, and we're just going to go with it. And then we peppered in a few things here and there, like Hell- Hellboy in Mexico and everything like that, right as that opening scene. I, I didn't hate it, though, man. And even when I was seeing the trailer with the CG, and I'm like, geez, this is way too much CG. Like a comic book. There are splash panels that are amazing and look really good. And then there are some panels in the comic book where you're like, who who did this? Did your child just crosshatch something on here and call it a picture? That's that's kind of what we have. It, like, oh, this you movie mean you mean ugly uh, at points, like really? You really mean uh, Mummy Returns, um, Scorpion King, CG? Basically, it's like they took a couple of moments of that and were like, eh, we modernized it slightly. Yeah, like it looked maybe just a little bit better than yeah, Scorpion King levels of CG. Like it was not great, um, but it like and here's the thing: like you you mentioned that like because this movie was more or less universally panned, like as just being just schlocky, bad, uh, unfunny, un like people just need to learn how really. to yeah, but people need to learn to lighten up and have some fun because I went in there with no expectations. I went in there expecting the room of comic book movies. I was almost disappointed that I didn't get that because I, I found myself enjoying the hell out of this film because if you just turn your brain off and just are in there for a violent action comic book film, this movie will probably do it for you. And if it doesn't, I, you can at least laugh your ass off at certain moments in it because either it's funny or it's so stupid that, you know, it, 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 it is funny. It again. is quite stupid. It it is quite stupid. And I think I think the main thing that like kind of the thing the thing that really takes me out of this enjoying this movie fully and probably less so than you did, uh, I did not really buy David Harbour's performance. As much as I really like him as an actor, I think that he was kind of uncomfortable in this role. I don't know why. He just seemed like he was trying either too hard or not enough. He was, like, putting on a face in a weird way. Yeah, and I mean, it was the, supposed to be... not that great prosthetic that he was in that just made right. him look ugly. Like, and I, I get it. it. Like, it's not going to be the... It's not going to be the same type of thing that was in the Guillermo del Toro version where it was, like, again, very glitzy and, like, a like chiseled jaw prosthetic. This was Dude, but that's not... And that's ugly. the thing. Like, that's not... That's not the comic book, man. The comic book is gritty and... And that's... Yeah, and that's that's where a lot of people are looking at this. And there, there'll be people who love the comic who will be like, Rob, no, you don't know. And, you know, I I only know a little bit of, of Hellboy as far as the comics go. So I might be completely wrong. But this, to me, had more... He, he looked more like he does in the comics, from what it seemed. And this seemed to be, uh, from what David Harbour's interpretation, from what I've heard, is he was trying to go for a younger version of Hellboy, almost like in the way that Ron Perlman's was more, you know, grizzled and in it for a while. This was a younger one who was kind of, like, going through his teenage years, almost. And 
part of that makes sense to me. I actually really like David Harbour's performance in this. Uh, I I had fun with it. I thought he was the one of the most entertaining parts of the film. Um, and then just the ridiculousness. Because there was... The weird thing about this movie is in the trailer, it all looks like it's just going to be really bad CG. But when you're watching it and really inspecting it, there are some really good practical moments in this. And that... That's part of the issue is because there are such, there's some really cool practical things and then all of a sudden you get a CG one filling in this, like, I mean, I think we could, I think we could both agree that this movie is like, has a wildly, like, um, this movie is wildly unbalanced. Oh yeah, but there's, there's a reason for that. Yeah, Um, but like, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to come together in any sort of like, elegant dance that, that, well, there's not a a good reason for that. The no. reason's not good on why I can explain on why it, why a lot of people thought it was a total shit show. Sure. Um, you're talking about a conflict between directors and producers. Once again, studio meddling, you know, um, them getting involved and not giving Neil Marshall full reign of what he was trying to do. Mm-hmm. So, and I feel, and I feel that this was kind of hacked a bit by studios, a t- like a bit. But I can't really, you can't really make sense of what a movie was intended to be sometimes when the studios hacked away at it that much, or at least changed things like this. And I don't really like, I, even if like we got to see this original thing, I don't really know what Neil Marshall was in, kind of going for. Yeah, but if he got, if he got pulled. If the reins got taken away from him during filming, which is what happened, and scenes are changed, and then he's just there, you're already in it, you know? You're yeah. you're in the film, so you're like, all right. And you just kind of get through, and you push through, and you try to get as much of your stuff out there as possible. Now, oh, man, um, I, I don't really... I don't understand how this can be considered as bad as fan, Fan4Stick from, like, 2015, all right, because Fantastic Four was a shit show. Like that was garbage, and people are trying to say that Hellboy's as bad as that. Okay, you know what? Try and sit through Fantastic Four again. I dare you. That is a shit movie. That's well, no. You know what? You can actually sit through one and two in comparison to that reboot. You can sit through the original 1994 one that was just made to keep the rights. Like. I can sit through that more than I can sit through that one that uh, Josh Trank did and that Fox was like, cool, we're going to do the second half of the film for you. Um, And it just ended up being absolutely awful. This is not even close to being that bad. So I don't see, like, if critics are ripping this apart, you need to put it in context. If we're going to go off superhero films, put it up against the worst of the worst of superhero films. Put it up against Superman 4. You've got to be shitting me. We we've been a we've been on some dark paths uh, that we di- we often like just tend to forget because of the glitz and glamour of Marvel, but uh, right like it, t- it we stepped over some bodies to get here and uh, we we often forget right right well the glitz and glamour of Marvel let's not forget if we want to talk people are talking shitty CG in this the entire train subway scene for Black Panther all right. It is like PS one era cutscene. It's. I mean, I'm not disagreeing there. <laughs> like it wasn't. <laughs> that, like yeah, though they were running out of money by that. And they had two hundred million to make that. They were running out of money. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hellboy had fifty million. So there's that. Right. Uh, but but I think I think getting to the to the things that like are fundamentally like a misstep here. I think it's. Uh, I I think it's just the story is off. 
uh, I, I think a, a lot of the cast I actually do enjoy. Like you are like uh, it, almost everybody here on paper I've loved in something. Uh, like obviously Ian McShane, like awesome in more or less everything he's ever been in. Uh, yeah, we, he we was have... weird here, man. When he the weird. The weird ghosts of Connecticut, or what is it, ghosts of Connecticut, or haunting in Connecticut thing right. that comes out of her mouth. That looks. That was the thing where I'm like, cool. So we're back to Mummy Returns level CG. Why? Yeah, it it didn't like. But that's the thing. Like, I feel like Ian McShane just really goes for it in anything, and it shows here because we're just like, all right, we have Ian McShane. What are we gonna make him do? Uh, make him crazy and make him just wildly eccentric. Um. And then we have, uh, oh goodness, what's his name? What's his name? I can't even, oh, uh, uh, Daniel Day Kim. Uh, he's awesome. He, I like him. He's, he's super good in a lot of the stuff that I've seen him in. And, uh, like, really good here. Like, obviously from Lost Fame. Uh, like, I'm, like, I'm not in my head at all of this. Um. But it's just, like, I don't feel like any of the jokes seem to land. Like, it was a... I don't want to say that they were kind of going for the... It felt like they were trying to go for the, uh, like, adult schlocky humor of, uh, of like, a Deadpool while also go towing the line of kind of what the first Hellboy was of this, like, early 2000s adventure film while still keeping it like this R-rated comedy, blood and guts, metal, bleh, kind of an attitude. See, that, that's, that's where I tried to look at it is like, if I'm, if I'm watching almost a visual comic book, like, you know, they have those ones where it's just moving through the panel, it's like a motion comic. Um, if, I, if I'm looking at stuff and I almost like freeze frame on certain things, I can almost see them as actually framed out as comic panels. And when they say some of these atrocious lines, I try to see them in speech bubbles. And when I see them in speech bubbles, I'm like, oh, this makes sense because it does sound like a comic book. Pull out any issue of any comic and start reading it out loud through the speech bubbles. And you're like, oh, shit, is this? Oh, man, this doesn't sound right. But it sounds okay if I'm reading it, but it doesn't sound okay when it's being spoken out loud. So I almost feel like this is that film. Because if we want to talk about stuff sounding weird or being weird, Sin City. Like, trying to watch Sin City the first time in theaters, it takes it takes like 20 or 30 minutes to have your brain adjust because everyone's doing that. So it does adjust eventually. But... It takes a while. I remember going in being like, oh, God, this movie is absolutely terrible. And then by the end of it, I like Sin City, and I just have to understand that this is the epitome of graphic novel turned into a film. And I think that Hellboy is the same thing. Love it or hate it, even when stuff is appearing and you're like, oh, it's there, and there's death and destruction, and then it's gone. Yeah, that happens in splash panels and comic books, man. Like, you get the two-page spread, there's a giant action sequence, and then boom, it's all over. And exactly, and that's kind of this weird, like, I don't want to look at this as cynically as a lot of people have, because I'd like to think that there was decent intent in this movie, but a lot of what I see is like, okay, so, like, they filmed this for, like, they clear like, this is clearly for, like, the trailer sizzle reel, this is for nothing, like, they, like, th like I could, I could see from scene to scene where they really gave a shit, or, like, where things were, like, really earnestly taking their time, and... It, it, th this is like a movie that like had like were this to not exist from 
in any like if we didn't have this marvel like stuff if dc wasn't around if these movies didn't kind of like because the reason that like you said like all this awkward dialogue and this very like we'll just say comic booky in air quotes uh type of dialogue didn't exist the lessons of that come from this movie where you can't just have characters talk like this like you can't have them uh, like be as on the nose as what you would see in a comic book or what you would see on a page because that's not a movie like it like I know it sounds very like reductive and rudimentary but like yeah you can't have them talk like that you can't have them just make all of those jokes and snidey things without it being like kind of awkward no it's true but at the same time this movie's just dumb fun like i think people are just really hurt that it's not guillermo del toro and the style is different and it's not ron perlman and they were promised a trilogy that they never got right and i get that i mean i'm am i as upset bummed out as it? i would yeah. i would be bummed out about that too i absolutely would I, I actually so am. I, I, I am because it. I love both of those movies. And I'm actually really bummed that we're never going to get to see a third one. Um, uh, that's not necessarily true. See, okay. Uh, when you have a reboot that does as poorly in the box office as this, 12 million opening weekend, 7 million second. We have a $50 million budget to cover, guys. And yeah, you're not getting there unless it goes really well overseas or it becomes a cult classic somehow, which it could. It could pull like a dread, but dread is genuinely good. This Gen- is dread's amazing. Let's let's keep that. This out is of this like discussion. this is like guilt. Well, you know what I mean. As far as like yeah, movies yeah. that did not do well in theaters, but ended up doing well afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, with this, I think it's a, it's going to be a guilty pleasure movie. It's going to be one where they're like, oh, it's like the movie Shoot 'Em Up. It's stupid as hell and it's dumb, but it is dumb fun. I, and so many people I know ripped it apart, just saying, oh, this is absolutely terrible. Why would anybody want to watch something so dumb? I also feel like it, it's going to have the same, except I think like Crank is almost like an elevated version of Shoot 'em Up. Right. You know and, I mean? but, but, and here's the thing. I'm with you on this because there are movies like that where for some reason it's just like, all right, yeah, this is what we're going for. Like there's a vibe here. We're just like, it's all stupid. It's all like everybody's chewing up scenery. Everybody's just like going for it in a weird way. But like for like with shoot 'em up with all of those things like there I felt like there was a there was a specific intent throughout the entire thing that like resonated with me and resonated with like the entire rest of the film and with this it's just like it's clunky uh, scene like from scene to scene things don't really like translate well like it's clearly just like all right we have this big action scene and then we have this like thing that'll be well it's it's it's, you have to go here now and now you have to go here it's all explained really well i know why everyone is going to every place that they're going but i'm like man you got there very quickly like you were told to go there and now you're there so i guess there's a journey to get there which is fine in in if you're you're trying to literally tell three graphic novels in which was kind of a mistake. This Hellboy, if they were going to do it this way, should have gone series and they should have made it like a Netflix series and do it that way and keep it going. But I will say this, if 
Guillermo del Toro had not made Hellboy 1 and 2, and this were the first time we were seeing Hellboy on screen, the 14-year-old, like, the 14-year-old inner me would be all over this movie, just, this is amazing, look at all the blood and gore. Oh, like, oh, yeah. Like, he's got a flaming sword, and he's got big devil horns. Like, I get it. Yeah, and it's this crown of flames. Like, yeah, it's like, it's like metal album cover type shit. Like, like, I get it. I get where all of this is going. And for some reason, it's just like, it's fallen flat. Um, I, I do, I do appreciate a lot of the good practical effects. I think the arm looks fucking cool as hell. Um, I think for the most part, like they nailed some pretty good, like set design. Like there, there was some really cool locations. Uh, I just, like, at the end with all of those CG monsters, like, that was just really dicey. Like, I get the concept that they were going for. And, like, I wish that that looked better. I really do. Because they looked kind of cool. But, like, man, that invasion of London. Oh, boy. Well, and that's the thing is that, you know, all this stuff's highlighted in the trailer. Let's just say this. That whole that whole him running through and shooting people through the head and everybody running around and that's that's like final scene shit and that's like post that's post everything happening that's kind of like look at us now epilogue six months later type thing and i hate that when they do that in trailers where they show you a final scene of a movie in the trailer and it's like you assholes they did it in amazing spider-man 2 (laughs) to a t and that like that was that I think is the most egregious of all of them, um, but there have been others like uh, Atomic Blonde did it as well, and it's stupid. These movies, these movies do it. They show you an intro scene, but that intro of the character scene, essentially, that's what it should be. It should be an intro of the character, but instead of doing that, they're showing it to you at the end, saying, you know, this is what our character is doing again or whatever, and it's right. Oh, it's just frustrating. And I, th- that I think it's beginning. that kind of, and that's, I, I think that's clearly like a studio mentality where it's like, well, we, I guess we just got a clunker. So give them everything that was the, like best looking for the trailer so we can just squeeze out like whatever we can from this rag. And hopefully we just see some good returns. Like, I think that that's honestly it. Like that was, that felt like the mentality. Like it was, it fe- it was mean spirited. Like, the cut of this movie and the way that this movie was marketed. Like, I didn't feel at all comfortable going into this movie knowing what I had seen coming out of it. I just don't Uh, like them trying to make it bigger than it can be. It needed needed to be... You know, when they they say they want to go horror, mainly a horror, with some comedy elements, I'm like, okay, you did not do that with this. You straight up made a comedy and you threw in Silent Hill-like creatures and other things and beasts and basically anything you could throw in there creature-wise and characters from the comics, not even explaining in some of the post credit stuff who some of these characters are. Exactly. But whatever. And it's really just I thought, up for I, inter- yeah. I will say, I thought Baba Yaga was cool. Uh, yeah, that, like, that's a cool design. I appreciate that. It's a, a cool, cool design. design. There was some practical stuff going on with it as well. I liked where it was going. I, anytime there was practical stuff on there, I was very, very happy. But then it would go to CG, and I was less than. Um, the other, and that, that actually is one of the main issues. You know, if you have a $50 million budget, contain it. All right? Don't do a giant invasion of London. Don't 
giant trolls. Like, you have automatically made so many creatures and giant CG monsters in this by having to do these set-piece things. Contain yourself. Bottle that shit up and make something that is just like one really good story where you can keep Hellboy going on $50 million budgets per film. For sure. I And this is the thing. Like, this movie, like, was swinging itself around like it had a $200 million budget. And it did not yeah. happen. <laughs> like, and, and, like, I had fun with it. Yes. And I, I've said my praises about it. Now let's turn that around. Because... <laughs> There are, yeah, there are a lot of problems with this movie, and I For can sure. tell that this, if I did not know that this was directed by Neil Marshall, like, if it did not say that in the credits and I had not known this in advance, no way in hell would I have ever thought he would have been the director of this film. Right, because he's done some, like, I even liked Doomsday from him. Like, Doomsday was fun. Doomsday was his, like, real, like, a bombastic Mad Maxi type of thing. Yeah, yeah, it was all him. And and like this this for this for me like I've seen quite a few of his movies. This feels the most neutered he has ever been, uh, and like and for sure like I was like oh like he definitely did not like he had some movie taken away from him in this. I, and that's that's what I think. I think studio wanted to just keep pushing and pushing. Like how much can we put on? Like can we make this the ultimate? Throw everything you know, at the wall and see what sticks. And uh, man, that that's part of the issue is uh, while I love seeing so many, you know, I'm when you're watching it and you're just like, Oh, this is stupid popcorn film. I saw this like in the morning on Saturday, you know what I mean? Uh, so I'm, I'm early just waking up. I'm like, all right, well, this is stupid fun, whatever. I don't care. And I, I just had fun with it because I expected it to be the worst piece of garbage ever because the hype was so bad. Now, granted, had I gone and seen this thinking it was going to be a masterpiece and then saw it, I'd probably hate it. I'd probably be ripping it apart, but there is something to be said about, you know, the early critiques going in. And those early reviews, when t someone tells me it's garbage and I'm expecting garbage and I see something that I'm like, guys, this really, it's okay. It's not great, but it's not, it's not garbage. Like it's really not garbage. Like there's, there's garbage out there. I saw reviewers saying this is the worst thing I've seen all year. I'm like, we were, I'm like, we're, I'm like, we're four months in and there are way worse movies than this. If you're telling me this is the worst thing you've seen all year, then you've seen maybe a handful of movies this year. But if you're a reviewer, you should be seeing everything. You know what I mean? Like if you're that type of Rotten Tomatoes verified. Exactly. And so here's, here's what I would kind of like want to round out with. I'm like, how, I feel like you could, I could see you recommending this. How would you preface it? If you were um, to recommend it, would you like it's better than Van Helsing? I mean, OK, it, it, but here's the thing. I don't want to get too comparative. I don't want to get too what about. Blank no, no, no. I, I mean, it's, okay, it's let's let's put it this way. I would say if you just want a dumb movie that is gory and um, just violent all around, has some actors who you've seen before and will recognize um, you're looking for something that's just weird, man. It's it, honestly, it's a weird movie. If you basically are like, I hate movies, 
where there's moments of lull and I just want one thing after another over and over and over. Like if you're a fan of movies like Crank, you know, and movies that are just shoot 'em up. Like if you like shoot 'em up and you want to see a version of Hellboy that's kind of like shoot 'em up but still a little more ridiculous than shoot 'em up, which is saying something. Um, this might be that movie for you, you know, I just, I, I don't, I don't hate it. Do I have, I have issues with it and it's not the movie that I basically, it's like, this is not the movie I wanted at all, but, but it's so ridiculous and dumb that I'm, I would watch it again. I would have like stupid viewing parties for it. Um, yeah, it's it's in the same way that I think, okay, I'm going to say this. I think Blair Witch 2 Book of Shadows is not a terrible movie. Just take away the title Blair Witch and call it Book of Shadows. It is, it is a psychological thriller. It is not terrible. Everyone needs to back off on that because Blair Witch Project <laughs> sucks, and so does Blair Witch. Lo- Both lo- of those movies suck. I love how this, I love how this episode is turning into the like get <laughs> off this movie. This movie isn't bad, like type of tirade. Yeah, like while but we're I'll at tell it, you which ones are. Yeah, while we're at it, that remake of RoboCop not awful. All right, we need to calm down about that. Oh no, I'm I I. You know what? We have to disagree. We disagree on that because that remake of RoboCop made me question everything. <laughs> Listen, we about, all have our And when kids. I say everything, I'm talking like life. I'm talking like every choice I've ever made. I, I'm like, really? It's we, all led to a shitty RoboCop <laughs> remake? No way. Uh, but again, like still, I, I can, I understand where you're coming from, uh, where like this, this doesn't feel by any means as bad as it's been cracked up to be. Uh, and it feels like people have been borderline unfair to it. Uh, and I feel like th- I could see that comparison while I still think that this is a pretty bad movie. Uh, I wouldn't re- I, no, no. And like, those aren't my reasons. The, like I, a movie cannot be directed by Guillermo del Toro and I could still not like it. I, I think that it's, uh, I, I think it's something that I wouldn't recommend, but, uh, there like, I feel like if you're up for the things that Rob said, you should kind of give it a chance. Um, it just fell completely flat for me. It was it was it was nothing for me. I don't know. I I, I feel nothing for it. Only that like it was. I, it just feels more of a missed opportunity because of uh, the potential from everybody that came forward from it. Yeah, I mean, there's. It's it's an interesting film. In in and that's that's a because there's a lot of problems. I mean, as I said, the CG is wonky. But go into it thinking like you're really seeing a comic book come to life, for better or for worse. That's mm-hmm. really the best Get that way. That '90s schlock in your bones, like watch. You know what? Watch it's like basi- a Blade it's... Trinity. Watch a you know, like watch something that's just like some some bad comic book movie. No, nah, dude, they they, they went full. This is full 90s. This is straight up. This would be like if they made this in 1997 and they're like, nah, man, we got it right. Batman and Robin didn't work out. Yeah, they're like, Batman and Robin didn't work out for us. But we're going to, we got that. We got it this time. Granted, it's not Warner Brothers, but they're like, we got it this time. No, they didn't. 
No, they didn't. If you want to have that pre-Marvel bad comic book movie palette cleanser, oh yeah, this is your this is your yeah thing. yeah. Basically, basically watch you know if you if you want that mm, Marvel films, but eh, they're okay. You know they're not that bad. Do Punisher Warzone and then go see Hellboy. Yeah, I think again I'll agree with you here. Underrated Punisher Warzone. I will say totally. that. Yeah, like needlessly shat on. Yeah, absolutely. Because people are like, oh, it's gratuitously violent and there's no story and this dialogue sucks. That's yeah. basically the same thing I've heard about Hellboy so far. Mm-hmm. So it just looks uh, we'll uglier. This one. <laughs> yeah. And you know, if it weren't if it weren't Del Toro behind it, I think people would be cutting it a little more slack. They'd still be shitting all over it, but I think they'd be cutting it a little more slack than they sure. are. Yeah. We don't need to be riding Del Toro mm. this whole time. But Nope. That is gonna mm. do it for this week's episode uh what do we have coming up next week rob uh we are gonna take a look at george romero's dawn of the dead from 1978 uh we're actually going to be taking a look at the theatrical version there's like four versions of this movie guys there's the argento european cut there's the ultimate final cut and i think there's a unrated director's cut or something as well i think it came out unrated anyway uh, we are going to be watching the two-hour and seven-minute version. Yeah, it's going to be good. I mean, this is a really good one. I, I've i seen this so many times. I have it on VHS and, like, the two-pack from Anchor Bay. Um, it's it's amazing. It has all, like, the the trailers and all that stuff for it, oh, yeah. like, the second tape. I'd only seen it so once good. when I was a teenager and pretty much have not seen it since. So I'm looking forward what? to revisiting it. Oh, yeah, I know. It's cr- crazy. This is crazy. You've seen it once. I've seen it like 50 times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so so like it may <laughs> as well be once for me. So we have that looking forward to next time. But Rob, how could we be found on the internet? Oh, you know, you can find us at ohthehorrorcast.com. Um, you can find us on social media at, at ohthehorrorcast uh, on most of our handles. And you can find us anywhere you get your podcast. So if you get it from like iTunes, we're there. If you're on Spotify, we're there. Stitcher, we're there. Other places, we're most likely there. And if we're not, let us know and we will try and get there. Yes, indeed. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate the support and all the suggestions. We're going to be getting to them as soon as we can. We appreciate the reviews and we appreciate all the things that you've been saying to us. It really helps us a lot. So until next time. I'm Steve Allman. And I'm Rob Holmes. And we'll see you next time, everybody. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Now, it is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. And there's no more room in hell. The dead 